Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. That's the normal show opening, so I hope Daryl's not yeah. freaked out I this kinda, week. Yeah, I kind of missed last week, so. Hello and welcome. <laughs> we should do it like an NPR host. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Infamous Podcast. <laughs> I'm Brian, joined today by Daryl. <laughs> we will be talking about Stephen Amell sticking a bow and arrow in his mouth. Season two of Heels. Season whatever of Justified City Primeval, episode four. And the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Nobody does it better than Justin Roberts. Nobody does the American Nightmare thing better than Justin Roberts. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, Daryl, hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> There's a YouTuber I follow. Like he, he, he did. Uh, he would do video. Like I think it was Call of Duty videos. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, hi, how you doing?" That's how he start all his videos. It's like the Hey EW, hey, <laughs> and he waits for him to say. RJ said he waits for him to say "Hey" back. Um, hey, just a heads up. There's a lot of wrestling talk on this episode. <laughs> like a lot, a lot, a lot. And speaking of wrestling, SummerSlam is coming up. Summerfest. As uh, John Stewart called it, when he was in the middle of the ring in New York at SummerSlam, and he welcomed everyone to Summerfest. <sighs> John Stewart is why we can't have nice things. Apparently, yes. Why didn't they give him a real tombstone pile driver? Dude, that'd have been amazing. Ring. Like right into like yes. the steel grate. Yes. Knock his thinking, right? That would anyway. have been awesome. Um, yeah. So, all right. Do you want to just hop into it, or do you got more witty banter you want to go back and forth with? I mean, I have always have witty banter. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always banter, down to banter. But, you know that. Yes. But, yeah, we, we might as well get into it. Okay. We'll hop right into uh, Mr. Amell. Stephen, if you're nasty. Um, so uh, I, I pulled this one from people because uh, I figured I'd change up my source this week. Um, and this one is titled, Stephen Amell clarifies his mis quote, misrepresented strike comments. Quote, I have no clue what I was trying to say. Um, Amell received backlash, including some from his fellow Arrowverse alum. It says alums. It's Arrowverse alum, people. Hire a copy editor, well, you what? Well, to be fair, there was somebody else who I don't even know who the guy is. They, they mentioned his name and he was on. Uh, they mentioned that he was on. Uh, what is it called? Uh, the here, the tomorrow, the DC Legends Legends yeah. show and Arrow. So he might have been in like one, two episodes. Well, but it's alum. I don't even know who the guy it, no, was. The word is alum. Like alum oh. is the plural for alums. Anyway, um. After calling the SAG after strike a negative, or sorry, a reductive negotiating tactic over the weekend, Stephen Amell is clarifying his stance on the ongoing SAG after strike. On Tuesday, the Aerostar 42 shared a message on his Instagram to show his unconditional support of the actors' union after he received backlash for speaking out against the strike at GalaxyCon and Raleigh, North Carolina over the weekend. I support my union, I do, and I stand with them. I do not support striking. I don't, he said during the convention's fan Q&A, which later went viral on social media. I think that it's a reductive negotiating tactic. I find the entire thing incredibly frustrating. I think 
the thinking as it pertains to the shows, like the show that I'm on that premiered last night, I think it's myopic in that the union has failed its actors. He was absolutely right. Okay, he didn't say anything about the union failing his actors, but like, you know. Since you failed this. Yeah, I know what you. Anyway. Yes. I know. But uh, so, yeah. So that was his statement about this. And like, I get when he says, I don't know what I was trying to say, because this was very Kamala Hara-esque, you know, word salad. What he's frustrated about is Heels came out. Heels is a bubble show coming into anything. And uh, it's been on the shelf for two years. And he's not allowed to promote it because of the writer's strike. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's again his his initial. This is the problem with discourse in the world now, or and I will say of. it. And again, it, it's not if whether you disagree or agree. It's the fact that people are too stupid to listen to what someone says, parse it out, and say, "Okay, you know what? I might not agree, but I understand where that's coming from." No, it's either you are for or against something, and that's how just how tunnel vision people are. And yes, I will say people are stupid in that regard. Yes. So, um, so you can go read the article about this. Like I just hopped right over to his Instagram post, um, where he basically comes hat in hand, like a little mea culpa, if you will, um, going on about what he says, what I actually said, I support unions. I do. I stand with them. It doesn't mean, uh, this doesn't need much clarity. My support is unconditional. I stand with them. What I actually said, I do not support striking. I don't. What this means in full context, I understand fundamentally why. This is somebody definitely wrote this for him, by the way, this this sentence. I understand fundamentally why we're here. My off-the-cuff use of the word support is clearly contradictory to my true feelings and my empathetic statement that's, that I stand with my union. Of course I don't like striking. Nobody does. But we have to do what we have to do. Be less authentic, Steve. Be less authentic. Anyway, there was this great comment though, and I do want to. I I just rather hop to that. Hop to that. So this is from an Instagram user, djasper07. Um, it got forty four replies, three hundred and thirty two likes. It's the top comment when you when you go and scroll down. Um, have you? Do you follow that guy? I've heard that name before. Yeah, it's really familiar. It sounds anyway, familiar. Um, but this is great. So. Uh, this, this comment from this amazing Instagram commenter. This is the ignorance of people. There was nothing to apologize for. It was clear he doesn't think the strike... Ooh, there's a typo in there. The is spelled T-H-E. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he doesn't think the strike is great for anyone. It's not. And yet he fully supports his union, clearly because it was the first thing he said. Too many people have comprehension problems when someone doesn't toe the line completely. It's why civil discourse seems to be a thing of the past. Also, if you can't criticize even those things you hold dear to you, you'll never grow. That's an amazing comment by a very rational and well thought out, and, and might I say, intelligent and handsome Instagram comment. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say genius, but I think it's more like a super genius. Maybe but, yeah. I, you know, I think super genius is really underselling it. Like, um, whatever Mega Mind was, that's the level of genius <laughs> here. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. And then the comments are a fun little shit show. And I had to like 
fight every instinct in my body not to go in and just comment on all of the other people's comments about <laughs> y'all didn't understand what my boy said. Well, I, I mean, it kind of goes with, cause I stopped, I, I actually stopped looking at that, uh, like the next day mm -hmm. because it just, stuff just kept coming in. And I'm like, okay, you know yeah. what? I'm done with this. I mean, there's some good ones like exactly. Yeah, there was Funny enough, if they reach an agreement, it'll be good for the writers and the actors. Um, no, he doesn't because he's blatantly scabbing just days ago promoting his show. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw a couple people, and again, not just for this, but for other things, talking about people scabbing. And it's like, dude, you're not even a part of this. Shut the fuck up. Yes, and I. Here, here's my thought on this: is if I wanted to be an actor. I would be going to the producers right now. I mean, you know what? I don't need to be in a union. I'm more than happy to negotiate my own stuff. Let's make some cool shit. Yeah. And like, again, you know, but I think here's, here's the biggest takeaway of all of this. Are you ready? Set. Robbie is the superior of Al. Oh, speaking of which, I gotta watch that movie he has on uh, Amazon Prime called Simulant. Oh, I guess I have to watch it too then. Great, thanks. More stuff for me to watch. I'm trying to watch <laughs> less, and you're giving me more stuff to watch. Anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, Stephen Amell just put his foot in his mouth. Like you know, he he threw out Kamala Harris word salad. I don't think he knows like really what he was saying. Sure, I get it, but at the same time, like. He said, I support my union. I like my union. I'm a yeah, union sandbagging son of a bitch. That's well, what he said. I, well, okay. So before I get to that, I you might not want to watch Simulant because it has your favorite actor in it. Eric Balfour? No. Kronberg. No, your most favorite recent actor. I don't know. I have so many. He, he, you know who I'm talking about. It. It's not Pedro. CM Punk. He's more of a actor. CM Punk's I mean, not an actor. Yeah. Hmm. John Cena. <gasps> Ew. Gross. No, I'm not gonna watch that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I will disagree. I actually think he knew exactly, for the most part, what he was saying, and this comeback yeah. was. Instead of just saying, look, I said what I said, you don't have to like it. Right. And he, and he could have reiterated, I he support my union. Yes. I'm, I, he could have said, I support my union. I'm very frustrated by this. I don't think this is, necessar this is necessarily the best course of action for us, but we're here, so we, we got to do with what we, we have to do. If you're not frustrated by this as an actor or as a screenwriter or as a whatever, I don't know why you're in this business. Instead of trying to, again, because the problem when you do this, again, never apologize. That's the thing we've we've learned this watching people apologize, watching people kowtow, and you know what happens to them. Right, they get buried because they because these idiots that are like this that are and again they're almost all of these people are on the left side, far left side. You know they see weakness. They say, oh, he apologized or she apologized. Let's go after them, you know, but you know what they do when people don't apologize, they try to go after them and then they break upon 
the foundation of that person who has who is confident in what they said. Yeah. Don't ever apologize sure. to these people. I mean, because like you've got uh, Kirk Acevedo, who played uh, Ricardo Diaz, aka the Dragon on Arrow. Ricardo uh, Kirk Acevedo, who is most relevantly known as I think I've seen that guy in something before. Says this yeah. fucking guy. Well, Legends of Tomorrow and the Flash of Love, Matt Lesnar. I don't know. Yeah, that's the other guy who I have yeah. no idea who that. Is. Oh, he's um. I think he was uh. He was um. Not important Thrawn. enough to remember. He's, he was the Thrawn guy, um, like or Edabard. He was like the oh oh the non oh yeah. see yeah, he's forgetful because Tom Cavanaugh did his part better. But he said yeah. still waiting on that comprehensive list of total non-reductive negotiating tactics we get to employ now. Thank God for superheroes any second now. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Actually, fuck both of you. I yeah, like, oh, both honestly. Of them. Like, I am so against these husks at this point. Like, I know it'll give us less to talk about if these husks don't work. But, like, we can just review reality TV. Well, no, no. I, we no, can talk I about wrestling. We could become a wrestling podcast. No, this, do you know years. how much stuff, you know how much stuff is back oh, yeah. there, whether it be oh. animated, whether it be oh. old school movies. We've talked about this before, doing old anime. school movie reviews. There you go. <laughs> Dude, I tried. We could go back and rewatch Avatar. Dude, you watch Avatar. You can watch, and again, I've tried all anime. The kids started Dude, watching on. anime. She, she, uh, she, what anime? Like everything. Like it, all see, of that's it. the thing. You, you have to focus. Yeah, if you, if you're able to watch Avatar, you're absolutely able to watch anime. No, now, I'm not now, because I've tried. Stop. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> stop it and listen. <laughs> You're either with me on this or you're against me. I'm obviously against you. <laughs> There's no doubt that I'm against you on anime. Like I said, if you've watched Avatar, you can watch anime. And we, when I say you can watch it, well, hold on. I, that, this is what I didn't finish. Not every anime because there's mm -hmm. a ton of, there's so much out there you can get lost. You can absolutely get lost in it. It's 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 almost obscene how much is out there. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say I spent 10 minutes reading the article like, a couple months ago about why mm -hmm. avatar the last airbender is not anime and i i can discount that in five minutes from now from a technical standpoint they're right because it's not based mm -hmm. on a manga it's not made in japan mm -hmm. that is technically true i'm talking about story beats and plot structure the act structure it absolutely is an anime because it has the same type of humor as some anime okay some Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on why Avatar is not an anime. <laughs> it's not anime. I know. It's from your point of view. That's no, what it's I mean. from every point of view. There's no other point of view. Like, <sighs> it is, I'm going to say it. It's absolute not anime. Okay, sure. Because only one type of person speaks in absolutes, according to Obi-Wan. Who, Obi-Wan? Uh, yeah, Obi Wan speaks in absolutes constantly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but only only Sith do apparently. So, or if you're um, who wrote this article, uh, if you're Stephanie Wegner, Sith, 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 it's a lum, lady. It's a lum, not a lum. Oh, by the way, I did look it up, and a lum's with an S is the informal 
plural of which alumni is technically yeah, that more well, formal still, but alums so. you could just say alum though like alum is a is like dear it's it's it, alum loops. is the informal like alum is the informal version right. of that of well, this alumni. person does not Alumnus. have a, this person so. writes for people magazine there's nothing formal about it so it would be technically it would be alums because that's the informal well, technically although I'm, it, I'm judging her for yeah. writing well i mean you people. should yeah, absolutely and and absolutely so, you should and for putting that the bullshit quotes from kirk acevedo and whatever the fuck that guy's name was so yeah yeah anyway whatever. basically anyway. we should end it by saying you should never apologize you should never have apologized yeah. to you. you could have clarified and just said hey i support my union yeah i don't like this or better yet monetize your haters that's actually a very uh, better idea. It's Eric July, man. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Heels season two finally dropped last Friday. Um, 10 bell salute directed by Peter Seagal Siegel and written yeah. by Mike O'Malley. Um, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. So uh, after the DWLs, Successful Georgia, it's South. It was the South Georgia State Fair, by the way, not the Georgia State Fair. So they still have room to grow. Ah, very exciting. Anyway, after DWL successful South Georgia State Fair showing, Ace is left reeling from Jack's revelation to him in the ring. He flees Duffy, leaving his brother behind to reflect upon the tragedy of their father's death. There was more flashback than current in this episode and i dug it i dug it a lot yeah it's very interesting that the flashback i mean again because this episode this premiere was almost exclusively a flashback except there were like two bookend parts to start and then to finish off right. and it really worked it because it gave us more of a, a that you know peak a glimpse into the aftermath of King Spade's death. Yeah. Old, uh, old Tom Spade there. Uh, you know, I thought it was interesting. We got to see him wrestling a little bit. I liked um, when they were doing the ace stuff and they were inner cutting the two of them. Um, I thought that was really cool. Uh, it was heartbreaking to see Jack showing up in ace in his Georgia blanket. You know, like with his bubby yeah. out on the like with King Spade's body, just like right where it fell. That was that was a rough scene. That I mean, that was a good scene. Yeah. Like I, I thought, um, you know, but yeah, we kind of got like a quick like history, like an actual history of the the DWL. Yeah, which was really good. Like again, this is. I really enjoyed this episode for one, as I told you before we started, forget how much I like this show mm -hmm. again, this show is actually what I, so this really put me back on to the wrestling scene. Now, before this show started, you know, for the last few, for the last the few years before it, yeah, I was back and forth with uh, WWE. I would watch here and there, like not often at all. Right. Maybe once a month or, or maybe watch maybe, not even watch a bunch of highlights or anything. Just, I just was kind of like checked out for a couple of years in wrestling. And I hadn't, I knew when AE, the AEW was on and I had, 
you know, I had every episode recorded since it premiered, I think. Right. But I hadn't watched anything. Wow. And and then this one just this just came on and it just reminded me how much I like I loved wrestling. And yeah. as you know, happenstance would have it, you know, turn it on AEW and it took, uh, you know, for the about a year, I just watched that with very little WWE. And then finally I got back into WWE and yeah, I don't watch them all every week, but I always watch the highlights and reviews of the show. So thank you heels for getting me back into something that, yeah, I'd been watching since I was oh four or five years old. Oh, I see. I get no credit. You got a little credit. Wow. Well, I mean, you, wow. you did. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've been constantly trying to get you to watch AEW. I've been trying to get you to go to an AEW show with us. And you yes. refuse. And again, we don't get me wrong. So because we both we've refuse. gone together to a couple of WWE events mm-hmm. over the last what? And I mean, it's been a while, but we had gone. So it's not no, like it, I hadn't um, been. It was a memory. Up. It was like eight years ago this week. Like it was my memory on Monday. On Facebook. So okay. Okay, so that was the last because we went to one before that too. Yeah, we know the last but, one. When yeah. they, uh, so, excuse me, when there was the fire at the uh, at the Coliseum. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. Anyway, so I I, uh, oh, I will clarify. I will do a Stephen Amell and clarify that your contribution to directing me, you know, back into wrestling should not go unnoticed. I demand an apology. I shall not apologize. <laughs> you should apologize. You will be canceled. I will turn everyone against you. I, I will massacre you. Show me on the doll where Daryl touched you. Says Lev Groveman. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, your soul is mine. Anyway, um, no, I one, I, I love the way they shoot the show. It's very much um in the vein of uh, what's it called? Friday Night Lights. I'm mm-hmm. shocked that Michael Waldron is the showrunner and created by, and there's so much nuance to this show, especially after mm-hmm. having seen Multitude of Madness. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked that Mike O'Malley wrote this episode. I thought the little bit that we got with Gully was really cool. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens with, um, what is his, what is the other one called? Um, oh, Florida Wrestling Dystopia. I'm excited to yeah. see what happens with that because it looks like they've got like Jack tied to a chair or something and they're kicking the shit out of him in the ring. Um, yeah, I, I thought I like that Big Jim was around. I like that guy. I don't know why I like that character so much. Um, I think it's because he kind of re- reminds me of uh, like Hillbilly Jim or, or someone of that <laughs> ilk. Whereas like Bobby Dude. reminds me of the Honky Tonk Man. Um, yeah. I think CM Punk's in a lot of episodes this season. Uh, but uh, AJ shows up. Um, his um, April Menendez, his his wife, mm-hmm. who was AJ Lee in WWE. Um, she's going to be, I think, in at least one episode since Crystal's champion. She's got the belt. Champion. She's got the belt. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think you should definitely go watch this. I don't want to spoil too much about this. So, um, yeah. It's five, just oh, it's. Sorry. I was just about to say it's a it's a good kickstart to season two, and gives us a gives us more depth to the characters and what they're going through and how 
uh, was it Tom? Yeah, Tom's mm-hmm. death affected everyone involved. Yeah, it was just a yeah, great the whole family. Pressure. It was like a nice way yeah. to dip your toes back into something that it's, hasn't been around for two years, and you maybe didn't realize it was coming. And you didn't get a yeah. chance to stream the first eight episodes. Yeah, it's almost a soft reboot in a way. Uh, that's a, that's I'll put it that way. Yeah, but they're not like rebooting the story or anything because it picks I, up. I right know where that's why. Off, so yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. So out of five, winning state championships on bullshit calls. <laughs> I gave it a three seven five, and I was smart this week, and I did not put my numbers down, so you can't price this right me this week. Um, I'm going with a three point <laughs> three five. Okay, so I thought it was good, not great. It was good. I liked it. I'm down. I'm down for more of the season. All right, so let's uh, move to our next topic: Justified City Prime Evil. Um, the episode's called Kokomo was directed by Gwyneth Holder Payton, written by Taylor Elmore. Um, and it says, oh, well, I mean, it, the, okay. So they're not putting the, uh, the summaries necessarily. They're just putting the whole plot for it. So like, I don't mm-hmm. want to go too far into that, but basically, um, we pick up in the secret room where we left off and, uh, um, Clement and and Stacy are uh, beating up the the Armenian dude or Sandy, not Stacy. Um, and he crushes his leg with that giant door. Ouch. Yeah. So here's the here's a nice little quick one sentence summary on IMDb. Oh, okay. Raylan tangle with tangles with the Albanian mob. Manzel forms a new alliance. Carolyn lets her guard down. I mean, that's about as basic as you can get. Yeah. But I mean, in a good way. Yeah. It, it doesn't spoil anything, but you can get the idea of where, yeah, because, you know, the Albanian mob really factors heavily in this episode. They really and do. they really do. And I. It was man, exciting. Boy, Sorry. It was exciting to see Terry Kenny as Toma, the head of the Albanian mob. Um, mm-hmm. he was on Oz. He played McManus. He was the head of Emerald city, like the whole like experimental prison unit that the show's about. And then he's also on billions as like their fixer, like the wolf from, um, Pulp Fiction. He's, he's, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Axelrod, uh, his fixer on millions or bill. Yeah. Millions. So, or is it billions? Yeah, he's, no, he's billions. Also, it's billions. Sorry. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. He's also that guy. Like he, he's been yeah. in. You'll see, you're like, oh, I've seen that guy in something. I know, but those are the two things I know him most from, and yeah. I'm always excited when he shows up on things. So, yeah, he was in the he was in the Watcher show, that Netflix show, The Watcher. Oh, funny enough, his character's name was Jasper. Oh, that's funny. So, did he toss a coin I, to his Watcher? No, he was. Uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, Almost Forrest Gumpy in, in his interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah. I did like this episode. I did too. Um, I thought I thought this was a pretty tight episode. Um, it had another abrupt ending, you know, which was mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good Boyd's Boyd. There was a lot of good Clement stuff, yeah. and um, that's what I was. Yeah, I I was gonna say Clement and or Boyd Holbrook. 
he was chewing the scenery like in the in a positive way uh this episode mm-hmm. it just again we've gotten to see how unhinged he is yeah but he he keeps like and again they're doing a good job of every time dialing him up just a little bit to see to watch him get right just to see that this is this guy is not all not everything's there upstairs like from a empathy or fear or just more morality perspective or even just general common sense yeah he is driven by his id like oh yeah he's all id all id no ego so um oh one other thing is uh Vonde Curtis Hall's character it's his name is Sweetie I thought it was Sweeney yeah. I thought they were calling him Sweeney uh, this whole time um Sweetie makes more sense yeah but um and I also forgot Vonde Curtis Hall was in Fast Break that show with Bill Bellamy and Peter Facinelli and Kelly Kapowski was it called Fast Break? Fast Lane. Fast Lane, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was Bill oh, Bellamy's he was in... he was Bill Bellamy's older brother who was Peter Facinelli's partner who got killed in the pilot. He was also in that show the he was also the uh director in that show, The Recruit I watched with oh, Noah Centineo yeah. on yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix. He was good in that. But he anyway, he, sorry. He like, sure... Total, total like just tangent there, but Yeah. He was yeah. also in Broken Arrow. Lieutenant Colonel Sam Rhodes. You're right. You're right. He was. Let's pull up his IMDb. Let's just go through it real quick. Yeah, I've already um, done that. <laughs> let's see. Fastlane. Yeah. He was on Rosewood. Oh, yeah. He was. Ben, well, we talked about that last week. It was Ben Ulrich in Daredevil. Um, he was in Soul Food. He was on The Sopranos for an episode. Yeah. I mean, like, dude's been in a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. I really like when he shows up and stuff. Um Oh yeah, he was um in Baz Luhrmann's uh Romeo and Juliet as uh Prince Escalalis. Escalalis, however you say that. Yeah. Anyway, um he's in Die Hard too. He was one of the one of the commandos. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. I yeah. it it's it's so funny. I watch like just this. We watch too I, much I, stuff. That's the problem. Yeah. I like his like just watching his relationship mm-hmm. with Clement mm-hmm. is just hilarious. It's just so fun, and you know there's the fr- dude, two dudes are dancing right. like toward the end of the episode. Right. The Kokomo, like, as Clement is singing well, Kokomo, and Clement's singing it like it's not really playing. Yeah, he's just singing it. Right. I also, but I also like Sweetie's relationship with Carolyn because mm-hmm. he is like just the weasley weasliest little oily guy. Like, you know, yeah. he, you know, he's going to turn on Clement at some point. Oh, yeah. Like, because I assume Clem is going to kill Sandy. I don't know. Or like he's I, I don't know if he's going to kill her, but he I think he will be responsible for her death. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um, You know, the uh, the Albanian for- enforcers going to Sandy's apartment and then taking her roommate hostage and pulling her teeth out. Yeah. And. You know what? Uh, I, I, you know, the, 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 I, the mindset of, you know, eye for an eye. Okay, fine, that's good. Yeah. My problem is the second you start, you know, pulling teeth of innocent people, then you deserve to be drawn and, you know, you know, drawn and quartered. 
I mean, so, they got they I, got what they had coming. Well, the the guy yeah. who was pulling oh, yeah. out the team, like although yeah. it, it's like oh, if she would have just not like forced the issue when she like hit him in the nuts with her chair that she was tied to, which was like a very like I, I picture that as a very Detroit thing, right? You know, just very yeah. angry, capable people. Um, and she uh, she did that, and then as they go out, you know, Clem's driving by. And you know that was a great shot, a great right there. shot. It was just that slow mo of him and Raylan perp walking out the other uh, Albanian guy, and uh, and yeah, yeah. That that now I I wasn't as much of a fan uh, with the whole abrupt ending. I, it's just yeah, I, I'm not a fan of. It again, no, I, I take that back. It's not that I'm not a fan. I just didn't like it for this episode because yeah. it, sometimes it works. It's just it for me personally. And it's this is obviously a, like the smallest of nitpicks because I thought it was a very, a very solid episode. That was just, and I'm I'm not sure I, I'm catching the... I, I, I will say this. I wasn't a fan of Carolyn to start mm-hmm. because... Generally speaking, I'm not fans of lawyers like this in yeah. TV shows. Let's to be honest, but she seeing a little bit more of her, she's starting sort of, kind of maybe to grow on me a little bit. But there's a problem. They're trying to what? force her into being Raylan's love interest. Yeah, and that's, and this is the thing with shows. They do too often. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works more often than not. It's an eye roll. And it's when, and it's not that these people, cause they're both, I think they're both very excellent actors. Oh, yeah. And so they play their, their roles. Well, mm-hmm. it's just the characters themselves don't seem, it, it just doesn't seem like a, one of those things they should, it should be happening. I think, I think writers do this too much. And you know, they do it in books. There was this book I read that was very similar. I mean, granted, it was one of those tropish, you know, she's like he's he, he hates her mother because right. her mother killed his father, whatever. That I mean, that's a tropish eye rolling thing. But you don't always have to have romantic tension or, you know, whatever you want to call it. In a story like this. Yeah. You can have, and again, this is where, you know, that true platonic, platonic, you know, connection gets lost at times because people are always trying to want make it romantic. Right. When you can, it can be a like just something about that person calls to you, not necessarily in a romantic way, but the person themselves, and you just like being around them as you know in a uh, platonic way. Yeah. But it's like Hollywood doesn't want to, and again, this is not something new with this show. This has been, this is a decades old problem where it's as if they don't want to foster that, hey, people can be friends. Right. Um, right. No, you're right. It, 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 it just, I don't know. It, it's frustrating. And, and yeah, again, sometimes it does work fine. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's just, why are you doing this? You know? It just uh, let these people just write them as people and no, and don't write them trying to, you know, make this connection, this love connection and just let them be people who just happen to like each other 
as people, not necessarily in a romantic sense. Yeah. No. And, and like when you say like, it's like, why are you doing this? It's like um, Norm Macdonald and Billy Madison when he's, uh, when he's spraying that little kid at the party. Why are you doing this, mister? I don't even know you. <laughs> like, that's like, that's the level of why you're doing this. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with everything oh, you just said there. I have nothing. And I add. will mention, I do really like uh, Wendell, the, the, that tall the tall black guy that that was kind of oh. like partnered up with yeah. Raylan. I mean, they weren't partnered up in this episode, right. but I don't I don't think he was in it much in this episode. He was but, just at uh, the beginning when we were at the hospital. Yeah. Um. But yeah. <laughs> but so, like when he and the other guy, oh, yeah, he yeah, and the other guy was following uh Clement, and he was like, the guy was like, get down. He's like, dude, I'm six five. Yeah. That was I at the end of last episode, part. though. That was at the end of last episode. Yeah. yeah it's just... <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was good. So um. Okay, so out of uh, oh what well, hold on, so uh, six million um, and three thousand viewers this week, so up from five hundred and sixty million last week. So this oh, is okay. the second most watched show of the of the reboot, and we're halfway through. There's only four episodes to go. All right, so out of five, is she really Raylan's types? Out of five, I gave it a three point six out of five. Cool. Uh, I am going to go just a little bit lower than you with a three point five. Um, I think it's a solid episode. Um, I think it was tight. It was well written. The ending was really, really good with um, them dancing in the moonlight, if you will. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the last topic of the day. Um, American Nightmare has more than one royal family. More than one royal family. Um, so that was like his entrance in his entrance when he was in Ring of Honor and stuff. Like that's how it went. I I I did learn something in this documentary. I did not realize the American Nightmare moniker came by and from New Japan. Yeah, I always wonder, and I never asked you that because I, I, you know, I probably would have figured you would have known that, but. I never asked that because I've I did, I have wondered that. So I lost that track of him from. for like a minute when he was like going to everywhere, and then he ended up in the Bullet Club. Because um, mm-hmm. like I totally forgot he was in the Bullet Club. So you know, and like I I get it. I mean, I'm a Cody Mark. So like when 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 I heard about this, I was like, yes, yes, I'm watching this. Um, <laughs> so uh, all right. So before we just review it, out of ten, adrenaline in my souls. Eight out of ten. Nice. Um, I am going to kinker with eight out of ten as well. Uh, so this is a it's a hundred and twenty minute documentary produced by WWE. Which let's be one hundred percent honest, this is actually the thing that WWE does the best is these kind of like promo, like documentary, like v- historical videos. Yeah, I, I, I really want to get into some of the other these other things that they've done in the past. So with I mean, these it's just like, like it's, the like the, they're so good. Yeah, where it was like, do you remember the DVDs where it was like the four four disc Macho Man DVD set? Oh, I remember stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like those like, are all that, great. I mean, yeah. this is what yeah. that is. This is just a modern incantation of this. Um, yeah, I love how it opens. I love the whole him walking through the desert. Like this is your life, Cody Rose. Um, 
and like all of his past gimmicks. I like how he kicked the stardust boot over and then like gingerly kicked yeah. some sand on it and making it all the way to the forbidden door. I will say I was really happy that they covered all the other things that he went and did because WWE definitely has the amnesia of wrestlers being uh, yeah. gone and what they did. So I, I yeah. really, I really did appreciate that they, that they went and, and showed the whole story. Um, I am especially in shock that Dusty's been gone for eight years. Yeah. I didn't realize it's been that long yeah. either. So it's like, wow. But I, especially for someone like me who, you know, I remember him when he was a part of legacy, when he came into mm -hmm. WWE, when he did the stardust thing. But Again, I wasn't, I've never been as in tune with the, unless, except for ECW back in the day, yeah. never been as in tune with the, you know, that alternative indie type stuff yeah. that Cody did like you were. So I had no idea what was going on with him, you know, when he left WWE to him sure. coming to AEW. Yeah. So some of that stuff, you know, filled in, it filled in a lot of the blanks for me and, you know, again, I'm not a Cody Mark like you, but I like he's actually he's absolutely one of my you know favorite draws right now. Love you know, not just for the song, but just love seeing him in the ring. And I'm I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I, I I I started to become a big fan of his you know toward that tail end of get watching AEW, and he was like, I'm never going to turn like that promo he did. Yeah, that was. That was amazing. And he like his promos are so good. And but just seeing the you know behind the scenes as you know the stuff he went through right just makes me appreciate him all that more. And I don't mean just like the stardust thing that was whew, uh like that in itself, but you know, just you know, losing Dusty when he did and yeah. just in that in the point of his career where he was, uh just you know, it it's 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 the moniker or not the moniker. It's it's that statement that you really don't know what other people are going through, and especially I know we 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 rag on a lot of times you know Hollywood folks or people in the entertainment, which sometimes rightfully so. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's and a lot of people don't stop to think. Well, these are people like that are entertaining me. Yes, and it goes the same for athletes. You, just, you don't necessarily know what they're going through. And now it's easier for a guy like this to f find, you know, sympathy for a guy like this, right? Because he seems just like such a good guy. He doesn't, he doesn't do jerkish. He hasn't done like in the public jerkish things. Like right. some of the people that we rag on do. Right. And it's easy. So it's a lot easier for me personally. I'll, that's a fault. Maybe that, you know, it's easier for me to see him. And, and, you know, find that, especially, you know, when it comes to, you know, what happened with Dusty and everything like that, you know, understanding, you know, when, you know, a parent is sick and, and some of that stuff, you right. know, it, it, but like you, you they said, didn't even know how sick he was. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you said, like when you, before, before I even watched it, I think you were talking about, no, actually it was one of my other, I don't know if you said it or it might've been both, but like it's kind of dusty in here so. that was me i texted you i yeah. was like yeah it's kind of dusty in here and then i sent you the yeah. i'm not crying you're a jerk yeah <laughs> or i'm allergic <laughs> to jerks <laughs> um yeah no it was i i found it i found it so good i um i thought they handled it really well i hated the fact that i fucking agreed with triple h on something um mm -hmm. so no i like i loved um 
I loved what Hulk Hogan said at the end. I, I thought that was actually oh, really yeah. powerful coming from him. Um, now they just gotta get past SummerSlam here in in the Bloodline and and start that Cody thing back up again to to have him take that belt. Belt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean the stuff from high school. I wish there would have been more Xavier Woods stuff in there. Um, yeah. Just because thought, they yeah. were they were they're friends. They're really good friends, but they were they went to rivals rival schools and wrestled against each other and you know um is really it was really funny but like here's the thing is cody is a guy who could have had everything handed to him he really could have and he could have like just Mm -hmm. like rested on those laurels and you know um not become what he is he could have ended up like uh davy boy smith jr or you know um natalia like you know, just kind of like just a mid card like guy or girl, whatever, like uh, second generation wrestler who who doesn't ever actually like live up to the potential. Yeah, and instead yeah, and he bet on. He himself. took the hard route. He took. Yeah. He took a real well. Um, you know, so I watched him in OVW back in the day down in Louisville um, when when that was the thing, and you know, it was it was amazing that he only had 50 matches under his belt when he got called up. And all of those were in the WWE system. So if you go on YouTube and you start looking up Cody Rhodes, New Japan, Cody Rhodes, Ring of Honor, Cody Rhodes, Indy Wrestling, or like, you know, he had the list with, um, you know, Adam Cole, Dalton Castle, the Young Bucks, like all these great names on there. Um, If you go and you look up those names... And, you know, on YouTube with Cody in the search, you're going to see some pretty fantastic matches. Uh, I might have to do that. Yeah, I, I really thought that whole list thing was pretty awesome. Yeah, I loved uh, I loved it. I thought it, it was really good. And uh, but, you know, I mean, it was he he went everywhere. But like, I mean, the names on here was Adam Cole, Dalton Castle, Mike Bennett, Moose, Chris Hero, Kurt Angle, Pat Buck, the Young Bucks. Uh, Shibata and Roderick Strong, like, and he wrestled all of them. Yeah, and and again, it's that's the thing where I mean, where you're talking about whether you're talking about business or entertainment, mm-hmm. betting on yourself, it's a very scary proposition. But if if you put all you have behind it, you're going to succeed, and it's going to be even that much sweeter succeeding betting on yourself than if you were to take that easier road, like you said, he could have done. Right. And I like, I, again, remembering him from when he was with legacy. Cause again, that was when I was still watching WWE hardcore, uh, which that was, I I really loved some of their, you know, stables legacy. Yeah. He had him, Ted DiBiase Jr., the the uh, Randy Orton, and you who, know all uh, you know all facing, gener- who's facing like forty five years in jail or in prison. Oh, DiBiase Jr. DiBiase Jr. Jr. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so seeing him from that and saying watching how he's grown and even not even from that watching him now versus when I first saw him in AEW a few years ago, yeah. like he says continue to grow, which 
you can't say that for even some of the really good rest. You can't, you, I can't say that everybody grow has grown like him at this point in their careers. Even some of the ones that are, are still really good. Don't get me wrong, but it, I just got a bet, uh, even a greater appreciation for him and you know what he's about. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a, a fine thing to watch him hoist that belt in like within the next year. And then, uh, and then leave WWE immediately and go to uh, go back to take AW. the belt, take the belt with him. <laughs> take the WWE. It was the long con. The long con. It was, uh, yeah, it's like what they've been saying about John Moxley, like uh, the what culture yeah. guys. Like it's all work. It's all work. Um, yeah, it's but it's no. gonna be like the uh, like Total Recall. Which spoiler alert: when Arnold like sees his r- true self laughing with the the head honcho oh, yeah. bad guy. Yeah, it's gotta be like like they're gonna send a video like with uh, Cody and, uh, and Tony Khan laughing like funny. with the him holding the belt. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, no, but I mean like like learning about the fact that Vince and Bruce Pritchard flew down to Atlanta to meet with him and be like, you need to right. come back, you need to come home. Um, I, I think is amazing. I um, I thought the Miz was great. Everything the Miz said, I thought he was great. He was well. Yeah, one okay. Really one, I'm, I'm I like Mike. I like Mike a lot. I like Mike as a person. You know, I like Mike as a wrestler. He's one of my favorites. Um, I love the Miz. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and he was at Miami when we were there. Yeah, yeah. So, I I just kind of disappointed. He's just kind of. Well, he's you know, doing he's the career trying... that he wants, man. I mean, like, and again, yeah. again, that's what I was gonna say. If that's what he, if he likes doing that, and not just um, uh, punishment or just you know forgotten by the way. So if that's what he wants to do, then hey, he's doing it. You know, because he's yeah, he's great with what he does. <laughs> he is great. So, but I mean, you know, he's a he's a two time WWE champion, world champion. I mean, everybody can't say that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, I think at the, at the end of the day, like everyone should go watch this. Like if you're a fan of a eighties wrestling, um, nineties wrestling, like old school WWE, there's a lot of that. Um, everything Randy Orton said was really great. And like, when you think about the reputation Randy has for like pranks and hazing and, and, and things like that, it was really nice to see him be like, I actually look up to Cody. Like he's younger than me, but mm-hmm. I look up to him like as a man, as a father, you know, as someone who who makes me better. And I I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, I yeah. This is just I mean, there's I I if you're a wrestling, it's not even being a Cody fan. Like obviously, if you're a Cody fan, this is a must watch. But if you're a wrestling fan in general of the sport and of what these guys do and in the background and history, you need to watch this as well. Yep. It's not. Yeah, it, this is just so well done. Like you said, like I haven't watched all of these type of things, but I've watched some. You know, it's been a while since I've watched some of these. All they're all all so well done. And like, yeah, you're right. The, the, they do a gr- excellent job on these on these type of documentaries. Right. Keep them coming. Absolutely. So, and if you need a good song to work out to or just get pumped up, like you want to like smash your head through oh, a window, gosh. Kingdom by always. Downstate is uh, is amazing, and it's spelled D O W S T A I T. Yes, I, I listen to that all the time. That followed by Battle Cry, Kenny Omega's music. That is a yeah. that's a banger one two mix to get pumped up to go lift. Um, 
All right. Anything else you want to add? Nope. Uh, well, because this will be released Sunday, I will be maybe give a little, maybe a little five or ten minutes on SummerSlam. Maybe Cody Rhodes, since okay. we you know follow up to Cody, mm-hmm. see where he went in SummerSlam since it is uh, tomorrow. Well, we're recording this Friday, so it will be on Saturday. Yep, Cody versus uh, Brock. Yes. No, it's Brock. not Brock. It, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. I like how he did that himself too. <laughs> Um, yeah, when he was talking, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, nobody does the American nightmare better than Justin Roberts. It's so good. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's a treat having seen Cody wrestle in multiple promotions and, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, he's, he's definitely, he's up there as one of my faves. So yeah, even with awesome. the neck tattoo. Yeah. Even with that, actually, it's really grown on me and I like it. I mean, I would never get it a will, tattoo. I'll never get yeah. a tattoo, but like, it's like, yeah, no, I get it. It's part of his brand yeah. now. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I will never like as that. much as the Homelander jacket. <laughs> so, anyway, on that note, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, we're closing in on that ever elusive four hundredth episode. Jeez, man, I don't know. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.